Welcome to another episode of The Plant. This episode is a little different than others we have made. At this moment, our countries and our world are in lockdown. Amidst the pandemic of the coronavirus, we are all finding ourselves living a little differently. We are staying home unless it is essential to leave. We're staying apart and socially distancing. Most of us that can are working remotely from our homes. It has really been a drastic change since our last show at the end of February. I decided to talk with a few of my fellow employees at Thin Manager to see how they are coping and handling their new work environments and daily tasks. First, I am joined by Mark Westall. Mark is one of our strategic account managers at Thin Manager. Mark, thanks so much for agreeing to talk to me today and, and talking a little bit about the coronavirus and that is affecting everybody globally. Um, you know, I, I wanted to bring you on here just to talk a little bit about the the sales process and how it's being affected. And I want to start out just by talking a little bit about, um, you know, some of the the changes you've seen and experienced in the sales process in general as we've all gone into quarantine. Yeah, thanks for having me, Brian. Um, you know, it's definitely switched. To, you know, it it obviously it's it's all virtual now, right? Everything's remote. But uh, we weren't necessarily, and and our our sales partners and our end users weren't necessarily. Set, they're not very well set up for that process, right? It's still a very face to face process in a lot of yeah. in a lot of ways. So um, yeah, it's been it's been um, it's been a little bit of an adjustment just making sure you know changing these meetings from face to face to remote um just some you know some minor technical issues they're not nearly as you know i don't feel like that they're as thorough uh i don't feel like you can gauge uh interest or or uh, really make sure that someone's understanding a, a um a topic or a or a uh, capability of the software of the manager. Um, yeah, I think or, if you're doing like a conference call, it's much harder to gauge all those things, especially if you can't look somebody in the eye, you can't see the reaction that they have when you're, you know, when you're presenting something. Correct. Yeah. Even on Zoom, like we've had some Zoom calls and and or Teams, Microsoft Teams, and Zoom, and you know, even. You know, and I'm I'm guilty of it too. Nobody's really looking in the camera all that much. They're writing they're writing notes down. They're they're uh, busy doing something else. You know, while they're while you know they're listening, but uh, you don't necessarily have uh, full attention. So it takes a little um, it takes a little bit extra effort. I find that I have to repeat things several times. Uh, I have a presentation. Uh, a sales group on uh, you know in a couple of days and it's uh, I've been practicing with the gentleman who's hosting it just to just to make sure I normally have never done that but just to make sure you know how we're going to be connected and if if it's going to be an active you know trying to promote an active conversation right yeah yeah I think a lot of people too if you are less inclined to I guess not not interrupt, but to come forth with questions in a digital space, you know, that in person they might have raised a hand or just said, Hey, I, I have a quick question that they might just not not even say when you're doing it, you know, via right. via Zoom or something like that. Right. Um 
So would you say that, you know, people though are still, I mean, obviously there's still manufacturing going on, especially in the medical space, but um, are people still moving forward with projects and with things they were already working on? Or is a lot of things kind of come to a halt? Well, what I've seen in, in, I'd say the last three weeks is the, the new projects, the ones where they're building a greenfield factory, those are on hold. Uh, mm-hmm. those are two projects that I'm involved in that we're, hey, we're going to build a new factory. We're, we're going to break ground in uh, February of 2020 and we're going to, we're going to move forward. It's going to be ready to go in the fall of 2020. Um, both of those projects, uh, were, you know, shovel ready, essentially breaking ground in 2020. And both of those projects have been put on hold. So, um, right now they've been delayed, uh, one's been delayed for four months. The other one's been delayed six months. And I think the, you know, they're, I think these manufacturers are just saying, why start on a new factory right now when we don't necessarily need the capacity? Um, and let's just put it on hold, get through this current, um, current, uh, manufacturing environment. And then we'll, and then we'll, we'll start up again. So just pausing. Yeah. Um, the, the projects that were, were involved, where Thin Manager is involved in on like a cybersecurity initiative or uh, something that's been funded or researched for a long time, those you know, five projects are all going through on time. In fact, we just received um, a, a PO for some software today on a big project that's moving forward that's in the food and beverage space. And they are moving forward because they've been the project has been in the works for three years. Uh, they selected Thin Manager after looking at, at all sorts of different options as one of the one of the ways they're going to tighten up their security on their factory floor, and um, and they're going forward with it. So that has not been the, those projects have not been delayed. Yeah, that's good to hear. I mean, yeah, um, you know, I, I guess it's probably easier when decisions have already been made, and you can just move forward with stuff, even you know probably a lot of them can do it remotely as well. Right. And even, even in the, you know, automotive and uh, automotive space, uh, I was on a call this week, not necessarily involving uh, thin manager software, but um, it was involving some of some other Rockwell products and hardware. And in the automotive space, they received several POs just this last week, even though the factory's closed. Um, yeah. has been talked about for a long time. And they've decided just to, to go forward with them. So it's it's good to see that there's still um, uh, some of these uh, process improvements or updates that they've pushed off for a long time have to go through. And uh, they're taking some of them are pushing these up, I think, up because the plant's closed. They're going to go ahead and, and, and move those up a little bit. So. Well, that that kind of leads me into my next question. As far as the plants themselves and manufacturing, are you hearing from? I mean, customers and prospects. Obviously, you know, plants are closed. You know what? I mean, how much global impact would you say that you know you're you're seeing or you've heard about from everything going on and all all the closures? I I don't think. Uh... I don't think anybody can, can predict that I'm really, um, it's, it's going to be, so this, this, you know, just speaking from a, a 
reporting standpoint, right? These companies are going to be reporting uh, first quarter results here pretty soon. Um, yeah. It, you know, the, the first quarter of 2020 is going to be okay. I think for many of these companies, the second quarter is going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be awful. And yeah, I, th I think you're right. Yeah. And, and I, you know, you don't necessarily know how companies are going to respond. Right. I mean, some of them are in, are in markets that could come back quickly. Um, you know, housing construction and, and, and businesses like that. I, 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 uh, I don't know. It could be a long, could be a long, uh, a long road back. It's, it's really, it's unprecedented. Right. And, uh, there's, there's so many unknowns. I, I wish I had a more macro view of it. Sure. You know, just in my own, just in my own town, uh, I, I think this is my own opinion. I think the, the, the larger companies are going to have a much easier time than, than the, the smaller manufacturers, the family run businesses. I mean, you look at, just look at the restaurant business, right? I'm the restaurants, the independently run restaurants, the ones that we love to support, right? Locally, they're places to go. I think those are the places that are really that I, I think so many of them won't come back. I think probably 50, 50 percent of them probably won't even come back. Won't even. Yeah, I think I think the the well, I think the you know the hardest thing is if if you knew when it was going to end, if businesses could plan, furlough employees, do what they need to do to say, okay, we know this is going to end May fifteenth, or we know. You know, whatever it may be, it's much easier right. to plan or even take out a loan to last that amount. But I mean, even if you got a loan right now, what what are you getting it for? How long does it need to last? I mean, right. that becomes very tough. And, you know, it's I just honestly, I worry about even even your larger, you know, restaurant chains and stuff like that. Um, Some of them, some of them seem fine. Some of them have gone to delivery and stuff. But like what what if, you know, Portillo's goes away? I would be oh, devastated. <laughs> Right. Um, it's very, and, and I think, you know, I always related uh, restaurants to uh, manufacturing, right? It's basically a, a really efficient, inefficient manufacturing plant. Um, and because there's, a, you know, because of all the waste, but it, it really, I think it, it could be, the argument can be made that it's a microcosm for manufacturing as well. That the, the, the stronger manufacturers, the ones that have stayed up on technology, are can can more easily ramp up and ramp down mm -hmm. um, and 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 then the ones that haven't the ones that have been that have been delaying improvements are going to have a much harder time and we're not even including the the, har the hardest part of it is the people right that's going to be the hardest part yeah i agree well and you know if you have a plant that once it's up and running you know some of these plants don't need that many people to run Right. So, I mean, some of them can almost be run by one person or a couple people, you know, in a, a very nicely socially distant manner. And, uh, you know, they're, they're going to have a better time coming back or just never leaving in the first place. Right. Absolutely. So, so let me ask you this, switching gears a little bit, how has your like day to day changed? You got, you probably got family around. Um, you're probably in your pajamas all day. You know, how, how is, uh, how is the day to day changed as you, I mean, I guess you, you always kind of work from home, but you go out on sales calls, but how, how much is that different for you guys? It, it's definitely, uh, it's definitely been an adjustment. 
Um, so I'm, I try to, uh, I try to get up, uh, uh, earlier than usual, um, and, and do a few, uh, do a few emails and get some communication going and then, and then, you know, uh, make sure my girls are up and, and, uh, ready to go for school, you know, not leaving the house, but just ready to go study. Right. And, uh, you know, uh, that's breakfast or whatever, but it's, it's just, you're, you're uh, just getting everybody up and then I, and then I get back to work. So I, I, I try to get a jump on the day and then a uh, little bit of family time to get them started and then uh, proceed with my day. Really my day to day hasn't, when I, when I, when I'm not traveling, my day to day hasn't changed that much other than the fact that um, uh, kids are home. There's just more, um, there's just more, there's more of us here. Uh, mm-hmm. interruptions are, are more common. Um, but, uh, working from home hasn't been that big of an adjustment other than just a few things in the morning to do, to make sure that it's pretty similar to what I've been doing too. getting up a little earlier, getting on a little earlier, you know, kind of getting some stuff out of the way and then getting people fed, getting, you know, digital right. classrooms set up and then getting back to work. Yeah. So, yeah. Very well, similar. okay. Yeah. So, so last thing, if everybody was allowed out of quarantine, when everybody's allowed out of quarantine, if it, if it was all done today, you know, what what's the first thing that that you guys would do? What would what would you and your family do if you could leave and do anything right now? I think we'd go on spring break if we <laughs> that we didn't get to, <laughs> we didn't get to go on. Next, we are joined by Alex Walker. Alex, you work in inside sales at Thin Manager. What exactly does your day-to-day look like within the department? So my role on a day-to-day basis, along with Amber, is we kind of have like air quote daily chores that we do. And that involves um, software maintenance renewal quotes, following up on any reminders for any upcoming renewals that are usually 14 weeks out. And we also create and distribute quotes as requests come in from distributors and customers. We monitor quotations and contracts in SAP, which is Rockwell's CRM system. And that's okay. more so on the Rockwell channel side. We also correspond with distributors and customers as they call or email in, um, as well as we push orders for the third party and Rockwell channels. Okay, so that, it was kind of a setup. Basically, what I want to know is as we've all, you know, with the, the COVID-19 crisis and the, the pandemic, everybody going to work remote and, and working mm-hmm. from home, how has that changed for, for you? And I mean, uh, for our listeners who don't know, Amber and Alex really make up our inside sales team that, that work on all of our, you know, renewals and, and sales calls and things that come in. But how... Like, how has that transition been? Is there anything you can't do or, I mean, just really how hard has it been? So if I'm honest, working remotely is not super challenging and it's kind of a good and bad thing to realize now because I know, you know, before all of this, they really didn't want me and Amber working from home. They wanted us in the office um, just kind of to be in person for in office meetings. But now that we've had to for a little over a month now, we've both kind of realized our work responsibilities that we have are definitely doable from home. Um, I mean, the only obstacle that we had was having just our laptop screen to work off of. 
Because mm-hmm. typically we both have a setup where we have three different monitors because we're doing so many different things throughout the day. Um, but thankfully, Doug shipped us a second monitor, which has been very helpful. So yeah. that definitely helps with doing our day-to-day task and whatnot. But um, I mean, there are some situations where having an in-person meeting is more effective, but we have continued to have our weekly inside sales meetings, you know, through Microsoft Teams video. So it's kind of like the close second of having a meeting in office. Yeah, I think that kind of leads me into into the next question I was going to ask because I, you know, I work remotely quite a bit, and I and I find one of the more challenging things is is really when I when I do have a question for somebody, when I need to interact with somebody, I'm not in the office. A lot of times there's then this wait, whereas when you're in the office, you can just pop into somebody else's office right. or even yell down the hall sometimes, depending on the size <laughs> of your office. But, uh, um, you know, given that you work very closely with, with, you know, order processing with our support department and stuff like that. Now that we are all all under quarantine, I was going to ask how you're getting things accomplished between departments. And and you mentioned Microsoft Teams. Is mm-hmm. is there other ways? I mean, how how are you guys doing that? So typically, when we're in the office and we need to interact with our processing team, which is built up of Jessica and Cole right now, we mm-hmm. will typically communicate with them via email. Um, unless there is a message, you know, worth walking 30 feet down the hallway to deliver to them in person. But that's where kind of Microsoft Teams comes in. Um, if we have anything we need to pass along to Cole, who is filling in for Jessica while she's on maternity leave, we'll okay. just ping him on Microsoft Teams. If it's, you know, a hefty message, we'll call him so we can actually verbally explain to him what's going on. Um, the only difficulty with working remotely from home is not being able to transfer a customer d- distributor that we're speaking to, to like the support team's extension, you know, because typically in the office, we have their direct dial extension where this time around, I'll have to give the person I'm speaking to the support team's like actual number to dial in separately. Yeah, that was going to be what, that was my next question. What, What is the biggest hurdle? And I guess other than monitor space and phone systems, it sounds like you're doing pretty good. Yeah. Um, well, so the last thing I want to ask you before I let you go is really about overall, like what's coming in to the company uh, since since we the the COVID nineteen outbreak. As far as is interactions with prospects and customers, and you know, just basically your schedule and and what you're seeing as far as orders and call volume and stuff. Now that you know you, that you are at home. Um, and, and everything's going on. Have you noticed a big either, you know, so, so, well, let me put it this way. Some of our people have said like, there's, there's more people trying to get certified. There's more people doing stuff because they're at home and they have the time. I guess I'm wondering if you're seeing the same thing or if you've seen a, a reduction because there's less people working. So I feel like the email traffic itself hasn't wavered from what it usually is. This week's been a little slower than most only because it's the first week of the month. So it's kind of expected. But overall, with this new COVID outbreak and working from home, it's been a lot easier to get in touch with people for the most part. People's responses have been a lot faster. Um, I've kind of noticed maybe the calls have, you know, been a little bit less than usual, but... Other than that, I mean, nothing's really changed a whole lot I in you. regards to how often we communicate to distributors and customers. 
Well, that's all good stuff. I mean, I think, uh, you know, the, like you had mentioned, there's always a concern letting people work at home and giving people that freedom. And I think it depends on the individual. I think some people, you know, I'll even find myself, I sit down just to look at something on a computer at eight o'clock at night. And, you know, next thing I know, I've been working for an hour. I've noticed that I've had to kind of find a balance between, you know, work time and like home and personal time because I'm literally working at home where I have my personal and, you know, private life. Well, thank you so much for, uh, for agreeing to talk to me and just kind of going over what you've been going through. Cause I know, uh, it's different for everybody. My last guest today is Wendy Lauren. Wendy wears many hats for the thin manager team. One of which is coordinating events and training. Wendy, thanks so much for joining me today on the plant and agreeing to talk a little bit about how the, the coronavirus and, and being at home and, and dealing with the quarantine is affecting you. Um, the first thing I wanted to ask, we're, we're in a little bit a uh, different situation than some companies because we already do a lot of our events remotely and using remote management in some way. Uh, I wanted to ask, have you seen an increase in demand for some of those events now that we have so many people at home, you know, willing to do training and events. Thanks, Brian, for asking me to be on the plant today. We have been taking steps toward offering more remote trainings over the past couple of years. So we've unknowingly been ahead of the curve with um, this. So we've been prepared. Um, But what's happening now is not the only reason for the uptick that we've seen, but it certainly might have contributed to the steady stream that we've been seeing recently. I do think that more people are taking advantage of our offerings now that they're working remotely and they maybe have more time to check off the things on their list of things that they've always wanted to do, but maybe other things just would be more of a priority. So they didn't get around to it. But, um, sure. I've definitely seen a, an increase in our, our certification, people, all of our self-paced stuff, whether it be watching videos and the, and the learning uh, video series or just doing the, the labs to get towards certification for both system integrators as well as customers. I've seen you know a large increase, and I think it is just people being, being at home. I agree. And it is. I mean, you have less interruption maybe than when you're in an office environment and people come into your office and and you're working and collaborating on things and and you just don't have that quiet uninterrupted time that you can actually go do these things so i think that has helped people have that opportunity from home yeah, it's interesting. You know, I, I had a, uh, Alex on or I, I recorded Alex and I kind of going through some questions for the same show. And, you know, that difference between how you can deal with, with the, the other employees in her department, like the, just kind of the interesting, uh, you know, you can't yell down the hall and you can't uh, just pop into somebody's office and that definitely changes everything. Oh, yeah. Timing wise, things are somewhat delayed as far as feedback, because like you said, you can't just run next door and pop your head in and ask a question, get your quick answer and go right back to the office and, you know, pound out the email or whatever it is you need to do. So there's somewhat of a delay. Yeah. You send an email and then you have to wait yeah. 10 minutes, five minutes, whatever, exactly. you know, do something else for a little while. 
Well, um, so let me ask you this, because we, uh, uh, when this, when everything was first, I guess, uh, coming to light with with the COVID nineteen, we we canceled one of our in person events on on in March on the twenty fourth, and I'm wondering, we've got another one scheduled for May, but I, you know, I mean, everybody's starting to kind of question if if we're going to be open, you know, for a live business as a country in May, have we started to look at even some of those training events, I guess, either postponing them further for the in-person ones, or is it possible to move those in-person trainings to become virtual? Yeah, we've talked about that because like you said, the situation with the coronavirus is changing daily. Um, the dates for our hands-on thin manager training here in Alpharetta were chosen like the beginning of our physical year. So we were totally unaware when we selected those dates that we would be experiencing this pandemic. Um, with that being said, we're just going to have to continue to follow the guidelines from the CDC, um, local legislation, obviously Rockwell corporate guidelines, um, to make an educated decision on whether we cancel the May 19th training, whether we move that date, um, or if we just go entirely with a virtual event. I think it's just one of those, just wait and see. It's day by day. Yeah. Have, have any of the partners reached out or anything? Well, actually, the March 24th training, the attendees reached out to us with their own company's guidelines saying they were not allowed to travel. So they canceled before we had even canceled. So that, that makes it a little bit easier. Exactly. You know, nobody's going to show up. Right. So, um, and, you know, we knew kind of, we were leaning in that direction, but like you said, they just kind of jumped ahead of us on that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious. I mean, from your standpoint, what what do you think would be you know the biggest change for you if events just went to all virtual? Which it seems like a lot of events are, especially trade shows and conventions and things. But um, would there be a big change for you if if everything went virtual for even the rest of the year? Well, the biggest change would be, in my opinion, felt if we changed the hands-on the manager training here in Alpharetta, the one we were just talking about. Um, this training is only offered four times a year. So it's always an intimate group setting where we get to interact with our end users face to face and really have discussions with them about their work environment, um, solve some of their unique problems that they are experiencing, um, answer their questions. We just get to connect with them personally and we uh, have lunch with them. So that's a casual setting. And we just sit down and just chat. And honestly, by the end of the day of a training, we feel like we've made new friends instead of just mm -hmm. business acquaintances. So if they ever reach back out to us through email or calls, it's like, oh, hey, Joe, or, you know, whatever. I mean, right. they you can put a, a face to a name and it just makes it... Um, I don't know, just it's more enjoyable that way sometimes. So, you know, of course, virtual training would still be effective and educational, but I guess I'm old fashioned and like talking to people person to person and, and just getting to know them. It's, it's um, 
I'm totally with you. Yeah. I mean, some of the trainings that I've done with with our end users and with our integrators and stuff, you learn, you know, they tell you a bit more about their personalized situation and, and how they're looking to deploy a project and I mean, all that kind of stuff. And and you do make that rapport that is a little bit harder to do online. Yeah, that's for sure. And, and it is harder to because you've got actually someone physically a trainer there that can come over and sit down beside you and 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 talk to you. It's just, it is just, uh, I don't think you can beat that in any shape, form or fashion, you know, of a face to face. I I totally agree. Um, well on a a more candid note, um, you know, do do you miss the office? It (laughs) seems like some, some people do, some people don't. I think some people really like being at home and, and others like they, they need the getaway, whether it be from family and children or whatever, but Um, how about you? I actually continued to work from the office two weeks after everyone else started working remotely. So that was an interesting experience in itself to be in the office primarily by myself. Um, there was one other developer back there that his job is to test. So he had, he has to be in the office every day. Um, but he and I were so far apart. I mean, you couldn't get any further. You, Our guys, you guys are on polar opposite yeah. ends of the, uh, the office. So we never saw each other. He would yell when he came in. I would yell when we, I left. It was just kind of that thing. We didn't even see each other. But um, so that was different because being in an office where it was so quiet, um, I could get a lot of stuff done, but it was kind of the day seemed longer there. Um, so I do miss the whole people being in there. I, again, I like interaction. I like being able just to run down the hall. Um, working from home is, this is totally new. I've never worked from home ever. So, um, I am somewhat distracted. I realize that I, um, have a little bit of ADD because I can't focus. <laughs> um, I get distracted by dogs, cars, anything. I mean, it just, sure. um, so it's just different, but um, yeah, there's some pros to it as well. I mean, you don't have to get up as early. You don't have the commute. You don't have to, you know, just those things are yeah. obviously perks. Well, thank, thank you so much for coming on, talking with me a little bit um, and taking a break from your, uh, your busy day at home. Well, thanks. I enjoyed it. I hope everyone listening finds some comfort to hear that we are all doing what we can to find some normalcy in such a time of change and uncertainty. We're attempting to stay safe and distant, but we're also here and ready to help keep work and manufacturing going. To learn more about ThinManager, please visit ThinManager.com from any of your devices. I'm your host, Brian Harned. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next time on The Planet.